Well, today is First Friday, as we all know, and we're to be uh, proper to speak about the Sacred Heart of Christ and Christ's love for us. And what I want to focus on is Christ's love for us as individuals, as individuals, that Christ loves me. We talk a lot about our need to love our neighbor, and that's, that's very important. I've spoken about this before, but you know, if you, you pay close attention to the language of Christ's words when he talks about the second greatest commandment, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So actually, love for self becomes the measure by which we determine whether or not we're properly loving our neighbor. We have to love ourselves first before we love others. And are we able to love ourselves in the same way that Christ loves us? Are we able to really do that? I think sometimes people are not totally confident in Christ's love for them. and That, that leads to a lot of problems. Um, but we see here uh, in the Gospel of Matthew something very important. That the, the wise virgins, the prudent virgins, were able to say no. They said to the other virgins who were not so wise, they said, give us some of your oil. And the wise ones said, no. Do we, I think we have a hard time sometimes saying no to people. <laughs> you know, uh, in the 60s and 70s, late, come by, by the late 70s, I believe, um, Alcoholics Anonymous uh, had already formed this group, a kind of a subgroup. Uh, called Al-Anon, and Al-Anon is the group um, for the spouses of alcoholics. Okay, because they started to find that you know really there was a, this this phenomenon of alcoholism that was manifesting in one person. It wasn't just about his problem or her problem. It was about the spouse's problem and the children's problem. It was a whole family problem. Okay. And one of the terms, the, the kind of buzzwords that came out at that time, and it's, still, it's very popular today, and it's really a pretty important concept, is codependency. The codependent person is not able to say no. And the codependent person enables the person who's got the chemical dependency. Okay, that's what, that's what the uh, codependency is. It's basically this person by... A virtue of which how they relate to the alcoholic or whoever the person has a, the drug problem or whatever, they're actually setting up a, a scenario whereby this person can actually just continue on doing what he's doing. Okay, and uh, the the codependent person has a diminished sense of self, and uh, it's really sometimes what they what it passes itself. Why this is really tricky is that it can look like you're. The codependent person can trick themselves into thinking that they're being very loving and that they're loving the other person and that they're taking care of them, that they're sacrificing and that they're being selfless. And really it's an unhealthy selflessness, so to speak. And it's really not loving. It's kind of a counterfeit um, love. So the classic case that you have, this is a scenario that I think kind of captures what I'm talking about pretty well. You have the classic scenario where the husband polishes off a six-pack and he says, Honey, go to the, I'm out of beer, go to the store and get me a 12-pack. And the wife says to herself, Well, look, if I don't go, he's going to get in the car and he's going to probably get in an accident and he could kill himself. And then it would be my fault. And so I'm going to go to the store and I'm going to get him a 12-pack and I'm going to bring it back to him. Okay? False, false. It's not your fault. If he went to the store and he bought his 12-pack and he came back and he got in an accident, it would not be your fault. That would be his fault. (laughs) 
So the codependent person, what they do is they don't do anybody else a favor. They shield other people from the consequences of their own irresponsibility, and thereby they're not being truly loving. And all the while, they're killing themselves. They're, they're putting themselves in a situation whereby they're allowing others to abuse them, to walk all over them, and they're hurting themselves. So it's a total act of imprudence and lack of self-love. There's a healthy self-love that we need to have where we're able to accurately draw boundaries between where my responsibilities end and other people's responsibilities begin. And to be able to rightly discern that lying is really an amazing life skill and an example of virtue. It's the virtue of prudence. And we see that really, really well with the, with the wise virgins here. They're able to say, look, there's a certain, I can't give you this oil because then I'm not going to have any for myself. And it's really not going to help you either. And so I've got to say no to you. I think, you know, when I was a kid and I first heard this parable, you can raise your hands if you want, if you think. Did it kind of strike you that the the prudent virgins or the wise virgins were being a little selfish? Right? Did it kind of strike you that way? <laughs> so so Jesus would be right in alignment with all of these Al-Anon counselors. And, and, and he would be saying, yes, you have to take care of yourself first. And you've got to be able to say no to people. Jesus would agree 100% with all of this kind of literature and thought about the the uh, dangers of codependency. And so, my brothers and sisters, we have to have a, a healthy sense. There's an inflated and unrealistic sense of self, but we have to have a, a healthy sense of self and self-worth. And our first responsibility is for our own eternal good. We can never jeopardize our own eternal well-being and salvation in the name of someone of in the name of taking care of someone else or in the name of being nice or whatever it is and we've got to learn to say no so that we can enter into that wedding feast because that's what Jesus wants for us as individuals he loves us and we've got to be able to as individuals and if i dave tedeschi was the only person on the face of this earth Jesus, my Savior and Lord, would have shed his blood and done everything he did just for me, just to save me. I've got to really truly believe that. St. Paul says he loved me and he gave himself for me. And each one of us, Walt has got to be able to say, I, Walt, if I was the only person on the face of this earth, okay, John, and every one of us here as individuals have to really truly believe that, that Jesus would have died for us as a person, individually. For me, that's what he did. He loves me. We've got to be able to say that with pure and true confidence. And when we have that, we come into a place of peace and we understand the, the sacred heart of Jesus Christ that we're celebrating today. Uh, and we're able to live in the sacred heart. And then from there, we're able to truly love people and know that sometimes to truly love someone You've got to be able to say no to them. Because by saying yes to them, you're hurting them. You're allowing them to hurt themselves and to do what's really not good for them or for other people. Uh, and so it takes prudence, 
and it takes um, courage, but it takes first and foremost uh, love for oneself, which is the measure of love for our neighbor and uh, is a reality that we can we can internalize uh, when we come to understand Christ's love for us as individuals.